What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 128 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's going on? Mm, it's a little cooler today. It is a little bit cooler today, and I'm all right with that. And so am I. It's supposed to be 70 tomorrow. Yeah, yep. Monday morning, uh, like 70 degrees, but uh, I do think... Uh, but then it's supposed to get back up into like the... 90s what happened to 100 what what happened to 84 i don't know what happened to 84 the other day was the other day was like 80 in the 80s and it felt probably high 80s probably 89 and it felt like it was kind of it felt kind of cool that day just because we were so used to the upper 90s yep but that that even makes it tough just to be out there fishing doing that stuff oh for sure do it but you just sit there and you sweat profusely right and right just no relief from it no, unless, you know, I, I got to say, you know, and, and I'm not going to push one specific brand here. Uh, you know, I, I personally do wear the blackfish stuff, but uh, those, those uh, I don't know, what are they, UPF, SPF yep. shirts or whatever, you know, uh, they have come a long ways. Oh, they have. The, the You know, that moisture wicking material and everything like that. You can be out there in a long sleeve shirt with a hood on it and still be comfortable fishing out there without having to load up on sunblock because there's nothing we've talked about this before i hate putting sunblock on so right but i mean can you imagine 20 years ago if (laughs) if i was to you know if if you were to be like you know well it's going to be 100 tomorrow and i'd be like oh no problem i've got this long sleeve shirt with a hood on it (laughs) for you you'd have been like yeah you're on drugs Uh, yeah and i'd have been like well I'm not, but I can see why he believed that. But even those old timers, though, they would they still went bad an eye because look at what they wear on those 90 degree days. They're still out there in jeans and jeans, you know, yep. like a plaid shirt or something like that. So it's got to be a pearl snap, a yep. pearl snap long sleeve like yeah. that's You know, and kind of you buy it one size too big, so that you know you kind of get a little air movement through it. <laughs> that's right. Everyone and you knows can always, that. And then when you get oldest a little trick in the book, <laughs> you get a little hot. You can just unsnap a few buttons and that cool breeze it just gets right in there and cools everything down oh yeah you know matt uh this last week uh leading up to this episode here there was two big days that last week i didn't even realize when we were recording that episode last week national go fishing day that was one and yeah. father's day and father's day what the two of the big ones my issue like one one of my main problems with this podcast is i don't look far enough ahead I, you know, it's like, well, I'm, you know, we're going to cover what happened in the last week. We're probably going to cover some stuff about food and that's, that's, that's kind of what we're going to do. do. Yeah. And you know, I mean like even the week leading up to Christmas, it's like, oh crap, oh, Christmas, Christmas is only four days away. <laughs> I better go shopping. It's kind of like when it's your wife's birthday and you wake up and you, all of a sudden you get a Facebook notification that says, Hey, it's your wife's birthday. And you're like, Oh, Oh, so you run downtown and you get a gift certificate to the flower shop that's right you go into scramble mode yeah oh that i've had that for weeks oh yeah i just wanted to make sure you get it at the end yep yep see i got the advantage there on my birthday because my wife's birthday is a week after mine so i can kind of see what see what i get and kind of you know judge from there like a monetary amount and stuff like that so my is nice like how much are we spending okay, okay. yeah right. I, I see that and i match it if i can find something on sale i might That's even right. undercut it a little it's kind of like poker yep no my my wife's birthday is actually like oh what is it like four maybe five days after uh um 
Valentine's Day. Oh. So I can actually kind of get lucky and kind of lump them together if I play my cards right. Cross two of them off at once. That's a good good way to do it. Yep. Yep. Huh. It's kind of like the people that have birthdays right during Christmas. Right. I feel, I feel like they get they get they get screwed over. Uh, I believe so. Oh, yeah, they they definitely. No, I I see what's going <laughs> on here. It's your birthday this freaking week. It is. Yep, Fat Saturday. I swear to God that I was not even planning that as I'm as I'm talking about this. It's your birthday this Saturday. Yep, this comes Saturday, twenty sixth. Oh my gosh, I am so pissed off that we are sitting here recording and I didn't come up with a better idea. Because if I, I, I'm, I'm going to have a contest and whoever can come up with something, I, I don't know what it is. Something. Making fun of you Making on your birthday. Like the funniest picture, it. the funniest picture posted to your Facebook wall or... I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided. If anyone's got any really good ideas, message me. It's, and it's a, it's a it's a big one too. The big four zero. Four zero. Yep. Getting Holy old. Holy moly! That's right. I still feel young. <laughs> you, you don't look. You it, are right? screwed. <laughs> oh man. Huh. Nope. But uh, yeah. National Go Fishing Day. National Go Fishing Day. Father's Day. Last week. Father's Day, technically today slash yesterday, depending on, uh, you know, you guys are listening to this tomorrow. Um, or, or Right now they're listening the to it. Yeah, they're listening to it right exactly, now. Exactly. Like right now. <laughs> whenever it is, you're listening to it right now. But, uh, no, Father's Day is in the rearview mirror. And, uh, Matt, National Go Fish Day, and you got out. Yeah, I did. I did not, but you did. Decided to hook up and... Go over to the lakes and hit up Spirit Lake and cut some smallmouth and a couple largemouth and a silver pike. Those are always kind of fun to hook into. And, yep. Uh, some walleye. Always seem to catch and stumble in a few of those when you're fishing for smallmouth. And then um, and, and a drum. Five species. Yep. You always got to hook into. The, you, it's always a given. You know you're going to hook into a sheep's head. And they fight. They do. I <laughs> mean, you definitely know when you get one on compared to usually like the other fish that you're fishing for but it's kind of funny how you can kind of tell like oh for sure like what you're battling and stuff and people are always kind of like what do you mean and stuff it, but if, after a while you, you start to understand like how they run how they fight in the water like and then there's always that one that's like every 25th fish that it's like <laughs> oh no yeah this one's staying down this one's staying down it's like oh shit like, yeah. that's not what i thought that, that was this is it. we yep. have the same thing up at up on, at the boundary waters you know we predominantly we were catching walleye and smallmouth bass throwing uh slip bobbers with leeches on the bottom and you know we we'd hook into one and oh you know it's yeah. staying down this one's a walleye you know it's staying down whatever and nope that's smallmouth and you know, then the next one's like, oh, this one's going bananas. Like, you know, this is definitely a, definitely a small mouth and oh crap. There it is. Well, I can, I mean, yeah, like I said, every, every 15 to 20 fish, all of a sudden you got that one that throws you a curveball. Right, but yep. like you say, normally you, and you know, Northern Pike, you can like feel that long fish kind of yep. slither like a snake. And they're, they're just kind of slowly going all of a sudden it's that like they're doing that run and it's just kind of like, oh yeah. The smallmouth, you can always tell when they, like, turn on their side and kind of sit there and just 
you know, fight against you, the walleye head shake everybody talks about. The bluegill it, spin. Yep. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of fun though when you're fishing with somebody else and they hook into one and like you you can tell it you're like oh that's a bass and they're like how do you can tell well your line started coming right to the top of the water yep. so it's just like yeah it's coming up to jump so you see that fish tail walking out there <laughs> <laughs> I did just about have a little musky jump in my boat like that's literally, crazy literally like I thought it was gonna hit the side of my boat because I was fishing shallow water and I could see it and it swiped at my bait and I was just like well I don't really want to mess with a little hammer handle I thought it was a northern and I went to pull my uh, flipping rig up out of the water, and that thing comes shooting up out of the water. I mean, it was probably about two feet out of the air, uh, in the air, out of the water, <laughs> and it hit the water and took off. So, I think, like, judging from when I've been at SeaWorld, I think you're supposed to throw him a fish after that. I thought so. I, I felt bad. They do a trick I mean, he, and you he throw just him laid, a minnow. He, he went back to the same spot he was, and I was like, mm, do I catch him to try to go for that sixth species, or do I just you keep passed going? on it? Yeah, I just kept going. You're more of a man than me. <laughs> No way, no fish left behind, <laughs> especially not a muskie. I've st- right. I've never I've never caught one. Yeah, it was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, too bad somebody wasn't along that has never caught a muskie. It would right. be a great opportunity for him to catch one. The thing that's crazy is like in Spirit Lake this year that I haven't seen is like the weed growth up in some of the bays, like up there on the north. There um, is east. a lot, or there's yeah, there not. is a lot. There it's is like yeah. it was crazy. Like usually, there's like a defined weed line, you know, so you can find like the edge of the weeds and stuff like that. It seemed like that whole bay up in the north area, Anglers Bay, was like it's just weeds, and it's just like Jesus. What is is that because we did not get the snowfall? I, and I, I think it could be. I I don't know. And with I the, mean, East East Okaboji seems, you know, like way early on it was like holy moly like there's a lot of weeds out here already right. and and well i know I, in that that what if it's curly pond weed or whatever they call it if that stuff grows fast right away but then it dies off and then the once it gets to a certain temperature right yep and i was i found like 83 degree water temps up in some of the spots isn't that crazy That's just nuts and how low the water is over there what's going to happen come you know later in july and august when right. you know the dog days of summer when you know we're having the dog days now. And right. I don't know. When you're in northern Minnesota and you got consistent temps in the 90s, it's like, uh, mm, no, not in uh, June at least. It's really nuts. I mean, we really need the moisture, that's for sure. Yep. I don't know. I talked to, talked to a coworker of mine this afternoon. He said that we got two tenths today. Yeah. Just enough to make the sidewalk wet. Yeah. It was just, you kind of get that hope up and never seem to get it where we walk our dogs out by the ball fields every our dog out by the ball field every night and there's some huge cracks in the ground oh i believe that oh yeah for sure so yep matt what's your favorite kind of pizza my favorite kind of pizza i'm kind of like the the meat lovers guy all Uh, the meats yeah you like sausage yeah not like every once in a while i like beef better than i like sausage right i I mean i'm gonna eat the sausage if they give it if it's top, served up, but top five pizzas, top five pizzas. Well, all right, I'm gonna go. We'll go number. We'll go with the first one. Meat we'll lovers. Go meat lovers first. Then I'm gonna go with um, Supreme. I like to throw the vegetables on there with all the meat too, and mushrooms. Oh yeah, I'm a mushroom. Third would <laughs> third third would, third would probably be like a mushroom and oh my god pepperoni and green pepper kind of pizza right there and then the last one um let's see here what do i want to go with my last one
Sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you just got to have a nice, simple, classic, just straight up beef. Yeah, for sure. I know you're. I know you're a cheese guy. But oh God, I, dang it! I, I, I just Canadian bacon's actually mm, number one. All right, Canadian bacon number one, cheese number two, beef number three. Uh, probably for four, I'd probably go with meat lovers, and for five, I'll go with. Uh, I know it, it, when you get down to the, like that fifth one, it's it's just kind of like a toss up. Like it's like you'll eat anything that taco, taco, yeah, non spicy taco. <laughs> I do like a good taco pizza. Yeah, from time to yeah, time. yeah, that is true. You know all this new stuff that they got with all these different, you know, sauces and all that. It sometimes they're all right, but I don't know. Sometimes it's a little too much. I just want my pizza to be pizza. So I was talking to some dudes. Well talking to some dudes dudes that i went on that trip with last week and they had heard of casey's pizza like never experienced never experienced it and and like i mean they're talking like you know oh yeah you know we've heard about how great it is like is it something that you always want what you can't have like they don't have the casey's so they they hear that it's awesome you know whatever like i've been into a couple quick quick trips and i'm like holy moly like this place is freaking incredible right like you know but we don't really have them here. You exactly. know, we're, we're starting to get a couple yep. in the area, but I mean, it's not something that, you know, it's like, oh no, when I go to the gas station, I go to quick trip. But I mean, like if, if you're driving into a different town, if, if, if I'm driving an hour and a half away from here and I pull into town and there's four gas stations there, I'm probably going to go to the Casey's. Right. Cause I know what they got. Yeah. It's familiar. I mean, they, they're going to have the pizza. They're going to have the sandwiches. You know, I, I know what they have. You want to know what's the most disappointing thing in the world? When you are hungrier than hell and you're on a road trip or you're on a fishing trip or whatever and you pull into a gas station and it's like, finally, we have finally made it. Yep. And you get in there and there ain't a dang piece of food in the warmer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is disappointing. What, the, what kind of Mickey Mouse operation do we got going here? Exactly. Like, that owner of that gas station should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, especially if you you're... You always have at least one pizza. And, and if I'm hungry, I'll eat I'll eat the uh, the sausage pizza. Yeah. I'm not a big sausage fan because it can be spicy, but... I was going to say, that's... But, I mean, no sandwiches, no popcorn chicken, no chicken strips... We've got the, our gas station here in town, Junction 975. Like, pfft, they've got the food. Yeah, like, they got a you variety. Go in, you go in there for a freaking lunch, and they have a spread. I mean, you can rack up 25 bucks pretty fast, but, <laughs> I mean, like, they they got breaded chicken sandwiches, cheeseburgers, freaking pork tenderloin, all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's well, all, we got a like, couple of them that way in town here that have yeah. a lot of options for yep. food and stuff, so... Yeah, you go. It is. There's nothing disappointing, more disappointing when, because you know how we are as fishermen out there on the lake. Sometimes we're concentrated on fishing and we don't ever stop to eat sometimes. And right. You just, you're pretty hungry when you get off. And when you do stop at that gas station and you walk in there, it is kind of a punch in the gut. That's it like, is. And I think. It's that... like, man, so now I'm just going to have to like pull some, I'm going to have to spend 20 bucks on a bag of beef jerky that's going to get me two blocks down the road. <laughs> yeah. Get, get a little seasoning on your tongue and it's like, oh, beef. That's something we can talk about right here, right now. The price of beef jerky is insane. Right. Like I, I think I think that if the coxes went, per ounce, I think it's more than marijuana. I think probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why the coxes just aren't making their own jerky out there. Cox, Cox, Cox jerky, jerky. <laughs> Mullen, Nebraska. I mean, they'd be 
making money hand over fist. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's not the beef producers that are, are you know, hosing anyone. It's, I don't know. I think it's Jack. I think so. Jack, Mr. Jack Link. <laughs> Sasquatch. We yeah. talked about him a yeah, few weeks damn ago. Damn Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't... That, I don't know. It's crazy. Like you, you pick up a freaking bag of beef jerky for four ounces. It's like eight bucks for four I don't ounces. Know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it, like uh, you said, we're gonna have to start calling when you're buying jerky. You're gonna be like, give me a dime bag. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Like, I, I don't know the price of marijuana and I don't know the price of cocaine, but I gotta think jerky's worth it's, more. It's gonna be. Yeah, if it is, like, how the hell are you guys I, supporting your habit? I've seen the people that take drugs. If they can afford that stuff, it can't be that expensive. I mean, I, you don't see a lot of people just walking around eating jerky like it's <laughs> like right. it's like you can find it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, don't ask to have a piece of my beef jerky. It's right. kind of like when somebody's like, "Hey, can I get a piece of that?" You're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Yeah, that that's okay. a, that's the thing." Like, you never ever buy jerky when you're on a road trip with a couple of buddies, right? Because like here you are, you drop a fifteen fifteen dollars or whatever, and and you get freaking three they, pieces because they offer you, they offer you a couple Twizzlers and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah okay oh. <laughs> you're like so then you feel obligated to say here if you want a piece of beef jerky but it just doesn't like I give you care. one stick of my Kit Kat and two Twizzlers for a chunk of that beef jerky hey pal like you're giving me twenty one cents worth of shit like I'm <laughs> giving you four bucks worth it is it's almost like a buck a piece for everyone it's like eating a dollar bill every time you have a piece of jerky out of a bag so I I got one here too. Speaking of inflation, uh, I, I guess I don't even know what night crawlers go for at the gas stations. But when I used to sell, uh, when I used to sell night crawlers in the uh, bait machine, when I used to sell bait, uh, I would sell them for three twenty-five. On uh, honest to goodness, I'll flat out tell you right now, I was buying pre-packed dozens for two bucks. I was making a dollar on it. And the other 25 cents was, was for tax. Like there are people that are selling night crawlers now for over four bucks a dozen. I know. Like, holy, it's getting to the point now that, I mean, you're better off to go out there and just catch your own. Like, holy smokes guys, like worms. It is getting expensive. Wow. What is, I haven't bought live bait yet this year. Like, what are they getting for a scoop of? Minnows, that's still got to be. I don't know. I think it's like three fifty, four bucks, something like that. Minnows. I think it's funny. Like, there's there's one spot that we stopped a few weeks ago to pick up. I guess my dad did buy some minnows when we were fishing the one time, and you know how you go in there and you're like, you know, give me a scoop of minnows. So you're just like, you know, usually you can get a scoop, and it's gonna last you all day because it's usually more than a dozen. Well, everyone when they do a scoop. You know, the it's it's the little red-handled plastic yep. scoop, but everyone, you know, I mean, they give you a scoop and then they throw another right. eight on top of it's it usually to, to let you know for sure. Right. But yeah, every once in a while you get it run into that bait shaft where they're like literally like counting them out or they're just like, oh, that, oh that's there's about like 12, 13. There's 12 in a scoop. <laughs> I gave you 13. What are you complaining about? <laughs> so baker's dozen, kid. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's funny how like, you got to kind of judge where you when you get bait like if you're getting if you're going to get too much or you know there's always that fine line i always look I think at it you as kind of know when you walk in right oh yeah <laughs> you kind of know like i mean when when you get to that bait shop where that you know it, there there's traffic yeah. and you know like people are there there's two boats parked outside 
you know, you, you walk in there and it's well lit. Uh, there's not dust on the inventory. You know, it's like, okay, they, they move some product and you know, I mean the good bait shops don't get popular by, by shorting their customers. Right, right, you know yeah. I mean? It's like, Hey, every time I go in there and I buy a scoop of minnows, I feel good about yep. the scoop I got. Yeah, every time. Yeah. If, once you buy bad bait from a place a couple times, you're not going there anymore. Oh, hell no. I mean, it's hell not no. like, you know, your wax worms are all almost dead and black, right. turning black already oh, yeah. by the time. It's just like, no, nah, I'm not going back there. Right. So. Right. I, for sure not. And, you know, I mean, there, well, and because there's nothing in the dang world that is worse than when you walk into a bait shop, you spend your money at that bait shop and you don't check your live bait. You right. know, like, I mean, in, yep. in a wax room, in a night crawler, I mean, pro tip right now, I mean, this, this should be common sense, but I've, I've we've all been the it. person we've that all just hasn't grabbed done it, it out of the cooler. And yep, gone. You go, you, you get out, you know, ice fishing or whatever. You sit down, you pop open your wax rooms, and it's like, what the? Yeah, yeah. what you happened? Know, <laughs> what the? You know, now what? And, you know, uh, you better hope like hell you got some Mackie plastics with you or something. But, <laughs> well, I, I mean, otherwise you're, you know, you're up, that's, up that's crap one, crick pretty right. fast. That's one of the reasons why it is good to learn and use plastics, you know, and have quite a few of them just in case if you run into oh, for a situation sure. like that. Yep. I think it's cool that there's still, there is still some of those little bait shops out there, like on the side of the road where it's self-served, like a guy can right. go in there and it's all on the honor system. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that they still have those places this day and age because you're, sometimes you don't feel like you can trust anybody, but I can remember there was always a little bait shop north of Worthington where we always used to get our bait. It was just like an old like trailer, like camper yep. out there, and you just go out there and you know you put your money in the slot. and Straight north of us, right across right. the border into Minnesota, there's one. Oh, that's right. There is a um, uh, Troy right. Bosch, I believe, has okay. one on the on the Highway seventy five, just south of Laverne, Minnesota. Yeah, you uh, just go in there and you throw your money down. Yep. And I think Quentin they, Coldenhoven has one down in Rock Valley, Iowa. Oh, does he? I think that's all self serve. See, I think that's. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, and I think in smaller communities you can kind of get away. I've seen over in Fairmont, there's one like a bait shop where a guy kind of has that like off hour stuff where he sells wood, different places like yep. that. But he's always posting like, "Hey, anybody know this guy? I like to get a hold of him because he's got cameras, obviously." Right. And it's just like, you know, dude, you know, he tries to be pretty professional about it, and it's like this guy is just—he must have forgot to pay or something like that. <laughs> must have you forgot know, to pay. Try yep. to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's just like, all right, guys, you know, when places are set up like that, don't take advantage of them. It's usually like some morons that ruin it for everybody because pretty soon they're just gonna shut it down if you're that down on your luck if you are that down on your luck which happens like I, i'm i'm definitely not judging like i mean everyone's been there where you know i mean i don't know you get to the end of the month and yep. you're waiting on the next paycheck or whatever but before you freaking steal from somebody maybe just like call them and say hey listen <laughs> i'm, I'm right. gonna be yeah. honest with you right now like i need to go fishing right now <laughs> and i do not have five bucks so right what do you think you know like hey the I'm ch gonna... chances are they're going to be like god dang it like this dude's really down on his luck you know what why, why don't you just go ahead and take yourself yeah. a scoop of minnows why don't you just have a dozen crawlers why don't you have a uh, 24 count of wax worms and you know ca catch up with me later right i mean at, at the end of the day the stuff that you're stealing 
is not worth stealing. Like it's exactly. under five dollar value. Right, exactly. Guys. It's like it's like why? Yeah, I don't know. Go, put an ad on Facebook. See if somebody needs their dog crap picked up. Like I give well, you exactly. five bucks to pick up my dog crap if I had a dog. Yeah. Like, that's why you respect hey. respect these kids that are out there selling lemonade and doing all that stuff, dude. Too. We have some freaking hustlers in our town. We our kids. They, I mean, we got. There's so many kids that have like little lawn mowing. Seriously, set up like and, I, I mean, mean, that they're that there. neighbor kid of yours, like big guy, little truck. He's yeah. got a little Ford Ranger, and I think, you know, I think if you need something moved or picked up I've or had, whatever, I've had I mean, people get a hold of me before and say, hey, you know, and, you know, I'm moving. I need. I got some stuff that I got some heavy stuff that I need to move. You, you know, any high school kids that can do? It? I'm like, yep. Get old, JJ. Yeah, or seriously. I'll go, I'll go talk to him. I'll get him his number and stuff like that. And I mean, great, super kids. I know that they're going to be very, you know, well behaved and right. mannered and and work work so dang hard. I mean, and it's always fun to like talk to the person after they have had them and they're like, how did it go? And they're just like, oh, it was so awesome. You know, yep. I gave them extra and all that. So. Well, and, you know, I mean, nowadays with, uh, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, it's like, you know, I, I feel like everyone, you know, complains about these young kids all the time. Like, ah, they're so lazy. Ah, all they do is play PlayStation. Ah, whatever. Well, if you if you have a kid like that, that's, you know, willing to mow your lawn or, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I get it. Like, hey, I don't want to hire anyone to mow my lawn either. But, right. I mean, you know, say you're going on vacation. Call them up. Say, hey. I'm going to be gone for for eight days. You care if you, you know, you want to take my lawn for snow removal, you know, whatever. I I don't know. I mean, these kids are trying now, so give them the opportunity. And uh, I mean... So they got freaking dethatching. They got like, yeah, I mean, those guys will that, them, I don't know if it's the Sproke boys yeah, or the Cook boys. Like, I mean, that holy they, moly. Like, I mean, they got freaking. Well, and they're learning such good, good things too. And like you said, I mean, it's something that could lead them down a career path. I mean, if they get into turf management, landscaping and all that stuff, I mean, good quality workers, you know, getting back to that with like, you know, you talk about that. Like we complain about kids being lazy. It is kind of funny though with this kid that you're talking about. He was mowing somebody's yard the other day. That I was just like, wait a minute. They have grandkids his same age. Why are those grandkids <laughs> like, like why did they hire him to come and do that when their grandkids should be over there doing that for their grandparents? I got a neighbor kid <laughs> up the road that I've literally watched his friends right mow the lawn while he's sitting there playing on his cell phone. Yeah. You know, out on the front yard, it's like. <laughs> you lose a bet or what? Like, <laughs> if I would have told, if I would have told old Joe that, hey, why don't you hire so and so down the road to come mow the yard? I probably would have, uh, yeah, probably would have got a pretty good smacking. So, you know, <laughs> now, you know, I, I've heard stories. You know, like Sam Sobe, uh, Sobe on YouTube, uh, he he has a story about like when he was young. You know, bought like a seven hundred dollar boat. Right. And, you know, like some of these young guys buying these, you know, thousand, you know, under thousand dollar boats that are just getting them out on these local ponds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, a while back, I think it was me and you, our taxidermist, his son had built a boat. Were you with? Uh-uh. Oh, man, that must have been me and Grady out on. Uh, we, we stopped in at Pooter's Pond. Yeah. And Josh Baker's son had built a boat. Oh, that's awesome. And like during quarantine, he. I don't, I don't know what the hell he made it out of, but like, seriously, like he had built a boat. It was kind of just a square deal and he's out there kind of flat bottom, whatever. But, uh, you know, like, I don't know that that's one thing that I never had 
you know, and, and I don't know, maybe I would have been too cool with it. You know, like when I was 16 years old, I was more, I don't know, fixated on chasing around hussies and smoking right. cigarettes and, you know, <laughs> trying to, trying to be cooler than what I really was. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There, there's just something cool about young kids that, that get boats and, you know, are out there whooping ass. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, them dudes love fishing. Yeah. Those, like, I mean, you know, that those are the ones that if they stick with it, you know, they're going to, they're going to be doing it. You know, the same thing with the, when you go down to the river and there's kids swimming in the river while these other guys are out there like fishing and you yep. know, concentrating on that. So have you, have you ever, have you ever really stopped to think like, like if I asked you right now, do you love fishing? I love fishing. You love fishing. Uh-huh. If somebody asked me, I would say, Hey, I love fishing too. And, and realistically, like in my mind, I feel like, Oh God dang it. I would love to be a tournament angler, like professionally. You ever thought about like, running eight days in a row from like an hour and a half before sunset or sunrise to like an hour after sunset. No, I know in bad weather and everything. Like, do you love fishing that much? Cause I I don't, (laughs) I'll be honest. Like I don't No, I, I I, I mean, I might be a little bit more of a fair weather fisherman than what I really realized. I think we all are than what we realize. Right. I mean, we all like, like you said, we all sit there and say that we love it, but there's days where, you know, like, even those guys that live on the lake yep. that can just, you know, they wake up and they hear the rain hitting the house and they're just like, eh, you know what, nah. I'm just going to sleep in today. You know, us here, I think sometimes like we always have that, the backfall of the travel part on it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know what? It's windy, kind of windy today. It's supposed to get windier. I don't feel like driving for an hour just yep. to get to the yep. lake. You kind of use that excuse a little bit sometimes too. Uh but I still, I still think in all that, you know, we still all love it. I think that, I mean, you'd be surprised that if you lived like on a lake or even closer to a lake, how much more you would actually go and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for because sure, for sure. I was saying that the other night coming back from Okaboji, it was just like if it was only a half an hour closer. Oh, for sure, yeah. It would be so much nicer because, you know. By the time you hook up to your boat, you drive over there, you get to a landing and you put your boat in, you basically can't really do it much under an hour and a half. Right. You know, no, like no, for us, yeah. you know, to get over to the Iowa Great Lakes and, and I mean, in the grand scheme of things, as far as a decent size lake, you know, I mean, we have Pahoya here in the county, but I mean, that's got bass and bluegills and, and some crappies and I guess some walleyes, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's not a real fishing lake. Right. It's, I mean, you, for us where we're at, hour hour yeah. and a half you're not going to get anything closer no. silver is the closest and that's like yep. 45 50 minutes yep. and like yep. you said you're right. st- so you're still talking about by the time you get your boat in it's an hour yep and i mean it, it that does make a difference i mean yeah well, like w- when we go on vacation here in, in a month it's so nice just to be able to you know walk like, out yeah you just walk right out your front door you walk down the dock get in the boat and go I when, mean, and you don't have to pull all your, I mean, no, you know, I mean, like, you can literally keep your stuff in there. I mean, how nice would that be to, I mean, for us, we drive back home, unhook the boat, you know, kind of try to sort out tackle, kind of yep. try to sort out rods, you know, you, you, whatever. And yeah, I guess some people have it. We, uh, we located where we are in the U S uh, do not. <laughs> But, you know, to, to the point of like how much you love fishing, when, when we were up there in the boundary waters, uh, one of the last days it was blowing good. Like it was blowing really good. 
And me and Ramrod, we attempted, we got into this little cove where, you know, we were kind of sheltered from the wind. But, I mean, we were literally stuck for um, about, I don't know, a circle that was maybe about 50 yards. Yeah. And, and anywhere else, and it, it yeah. wasn't going to be good in a canoe. And, you know, like I, I said to Ramrod, I'm like, well, you know, let's head back, you know, eat some lunch, you know, spread the legs. Uh, spread the legs. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Stretch too, the legs. Holy much, moly. Too much info Holy there on that shit. Bondi water <laughs> Golly, I should better, really go back and edit I was that out. <laughs> you man. better look at what time that you uh, made that comment. Whoops. <laughs> you guys were gone. Gone away from home. <laughs> that it wasn't is, that long. That is a freak. That <laughs> nothing like that happened. I can guarantee it. But so stretch your legs. That's what I meant to say. Stretch the legs. You know, take a whiz. Freaking. You know, eat some food. Whatever. And uh, you know, after a little while, it was like, you know what? I just, Kelly, I do not feel like going back out there and and you know, right. going against that wind. And I could tell, like, Ramsey still wanted to go. Like, he wanted to go. Yeah. There was there was actually four other guys in our camp that never left because never left the, camp that day because it was too windy. Yeah. You know, Zach Cox and Scott Mockentoon, they ended up actually going a ways, portaging, going after Lake Trout because, to, to finish the slam for Zach. And Scott ended up catching a Lake Trout, but Zach did not. Whatever. That's beyond the point. But, I mean, like, they – they battled all day long in yeah. that wind. And, you know, you you just kind of think about it. You know, it's like, all right, you know, and, and maybe it's not at all. But, like, I feel like Zach and Scott really love fishing. Ramsey really love fishing. I'm kind of in the, you know, like, eh, you know, I, I really kind of like fishing. <laughs> I kind of love fishing. And, and, you know, the four guys staying home, you know, that's like, well, you know, they like fishing, but they don't. You know, right. they don't they love it. fishing. You, you got to be cut from a different cloth to, you know, rain, snow, sleet, or shine, you know, every You're day early. You start thinking about these guides. Oh, I know. You know, I, I just saw a Facebook post the other day about a guy who said, uh, what was that holiday here? Like Memorial Day? Memorial Day. Since like a week before Memorial Day or something like that. He has had a trip every single day. Yeah. Every single day. So that's waking up, you know, probably an hour before the sun comes up, getting, you know, getting everything ready, yeah. you know, at night, you're tying up lines, you know, you're getting tackle prepped, you know, you're, you're Plugging finding bait, in. you know, yeah, yeah. All, all that stuff. And you're meeting clients early. You're taking them out for a whole entire day. You know, you're you're dropping them off. You're not eating good food. You know, you're not sleeping good. That that drains on a guy. And, and oh, he kind of sure. said, he said that, that his boat started acting up. And he kind of took that as God's sign of saying, hey, you might want to tap on the brakes a little bit. God dang it. Like, I mean, how do those, do, you know, there's dudes that balance family and and balance everything. And, and still go out every single day and... and you know, put their clients on fish and they, they put on a smile, you yeah, know, like that's the biggest I mean, thing. I mean, I guess it is nice. Like you get to meet a new person every day. I mean, and, yeah. you, and you build relationships with over the, over the years you get, but to not everyone's them. fun to have in the boat. Exactly. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure that there's, if you talk to some of the guys, there's probably like repeat customers that they have every year that it's just kind of like, 
All right. <laughs> you know, you talk I think about, I'm going to be busy next year. You know, you talk about the ones that you, you truly enjoy to see. They oh, come for back sure. every year and stuff like that. But then there's probably there's probably is some that come back every year and you're kind of wishing that, you know, if they wanted to take a year off, I'd be all right with them because, you know, maybe they are a lot of work out in the boat. But uh, I don't know. There, too, I guess you got to have that mentality of not only a fishing mentality but a business mentality too because i mean if you're making making a living off of it and have an income but it does i every guy you talk to they love what they do but it also they'll tell you that how much of a grind it is and especially if they're doing it year round oh right i mean i i you know i i would assume that the boat deal is is a real pain in the ass but frick man ice fishing oh ice fishing has got I, mean, to, I mean that's a lot there's a lot more work to go involved with that as far as guiding does than probably the summer stuff i mean i would think right you would think i mean having to haul the gear and everything you're doing is in cold temperatures right and then every night you know in order to keep your gear in tip-top running condition you basically got to have a you know a heated garage garage, that you can kind of de-thaw everything put fans on it you know go back out god i just i can't imagine being a guy that that is a guide and knowing that you're on a 30-day stretch and, you know, you're 15 <laughs> days in and, you know, all you want is just like, God dang it. Like, I I, I just kind of want to sleep in tomorrow. Yeah, right. Like, I just kind of don't want to go out and, and, you know, fish. Like, I don't know. They're, like I said, they're cut from a different cloth. That's, that's why people, you know, people always are like, you, you should be a guide. You know, have you ever thought about being a guide? And it's just like, you know what? It's not as glamorous as what you as you would think. I mean, it would be. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to take people out fishing and stuff, but it's also work. I mean, I go fishing to get away from work and kind of right. escape it. So, when I I think a lot of, I think if you were gonna be a guide on the side, you know, that's what you would want to be a guide on the side. Right. You know, you don't want to go every single weekend. Mm. You know, maybe two trips a month. You right. know, something, something like, like that. that. And. You know, I, I guess for you in in the summertime, you know, you could take a couple more, you know, get some cash in your pocket. But, you know, in order to really truly do it right and get the insurance and you know uh, exactly and right all, everything that it takes to be a real licensed, you know, Coast Guard captain or you know whatever, I I, I don't think you actually need to be a licensed Coast Guard captain here in Iowa to do it. But I I, I gotta assume you gotta have insurance and but you would you know oh, yeah, liability. Yeah whatever i mean you i don't know how much that costs but heck you probably got to take you know 15 trips before you can even freaking break even on right, insurance exactly and you know at that point it's like nah you I, know. it just yeah and it, then you start getting into that just like the dilemma like the teacher dilemma that i have sometimes is like during the summer stuff you know when you see everybody else starting to do the the you know heart or construction yep you know, painting, all that stuff. It's one thing if every all these contractors are busy and everything like that, but you're, you're kind of stepping on their toes and their right. business too. And I have a lot of friends that are in those type of businesses yep. that have their own painting companies, you know, shingling, yep. construction and stuff like that. So it's like you don't want to sit there and undercut those guys and what right. they're trying to do for a living. So Right, yep. If, if, and especially if, since, you know, I'm getting paid for my job all year round and I don't have to do it all year round, which is one yep. of the benefits of it so yep well and i mean hey if you if you're a friend and you want to get out fishing this year you know let's let's talk and you know let's let's nail down a right. date whatever my, my hardest thing would be 
you know, and, and I understand that guides got to do what guides got to do. Cause even if you don't catch fish, your boat still drank gas and, and whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it, it would be very hard for me to, well, a, I think if I, if we didn't catch fish in the, in spot number one or spot number two, I think I would just go into a freaking tailspin <laughs> and, you know, like probably just lose my mind and, and, you know, be unprofessional and, and whatever else. But I, I would have a really tough time, you know, if, if somebody came and I, I guess you can always resort to panfish, right? you know, yeah. and, and, you know, like something on Okaboji, like, well, man, we tried for walleyes and it didn't work, you know, well, you know, I, I suppose you could flip a couple docks, catch them a couple bass, you know, they get the big fish bug out and, you know, go catch a mess of panfish on some weed line yep. and, you know, Hey, now you got something for the frying pan if you want and. There you go. That's, that's fishing. It's kind of the nice thing about Okaboji is that you can kind of pull up to weed line and, I mean. About anywhere. Right. And you're going to catch something. Yep. So, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Some days are slower than others. Right. still fishing. And, you know, some and some people. Well, if the wind's blowing for right. in. And some people, it's it's tough to, you know, some people just don't have the knack for fishing. I think it's, it's kind of funny how you, like, you see that. Like, we've all, oh, yeah. fished, we've all oh, yeah. fished with somebody, and you're trying to explain to them, like, okay, how, like, you know, I'm trying to get it get it down, like, okay, this, is, this, this is what you're going to feel for. You know, this is what you're going to do, okay? All right. You know, and they're doing it, and they're doing it, and they're just like, wow. What's like, what am I doing wrong? You're like, are you sure this is what, okay, don't start questioning me, you first see, of yeah. all. <laughs> well, you see when the tip of your rod starts shaking that's when you set the yeah. hook or it's like when you're like okay now let it fall all the way to the bottom okay no that's not the bottom yet when your line goes <laughs> slack that's the bottom okay are you on the bottom i'm on the bottom no you're not on the bottom you want your line to be like it's like so trying to you know just like those little and some people like pick it up right away and they're like oh okay yeah i understand what that means you know i i got it you know like oh my lines why is my line swimming sideways it's it's like (laughs) well because think about that right so well you know like i I know when you like teaching people like daily so it's it's probably a relief for those guys sometimes when some of that does Somebody, know, how to, yeah, for but sure. also in the same same bet, some of those people can be a pain in the butt too because they think that they know everything and you're trying to like be like, hey, and they're like, no, I know, I fish all the time. Well, sometimes you just need to listen to the person that who's out there every single day doing it. Like they might. Mm-mm, that's so. not how I would do it. <laughs> if they if they're gonna start telling me because they know, no problem. <laughs> there's your rod. There's the bait. Yeah. And now 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 you get to teach me. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's just, I mean it would be it would be fun to it's always fun to take people out, but also you always get the people that are no matter where you're at, they're just like they see that you fish all the time and they're just like, oh, let me know when you want to go. Like, oh yeah, to go fishing sometimes. It's just like yeah, okay. Yeah, basically, basically the three days following any good uh, Facebook post, right? You know, oh, let me know next time you're going. Yep, we'll do. Well, and it doesn't help. Like this past weekend was our town celebration and people were out having good times and i was down at the street dance so i had a lot of people oh yeah yeah any any time a bunch of people get drunk you know man we need to go fishing together (laughs) yeah we do don't we (laughs) later (laughs) so i'm not uh, no that i mean i enjoy them i love talking fishing with them and stuff like that but it's just like oh you went fishing and you tell me and this is like oh I, it was spur of the moment deal <laughs> Kali, you were at the street dance and you didn't invite me like really that's so weird how that happens right 
we get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's one thing when it's like somebody you talk to quite often, and that you. It's like, never the people that no, you talk to quite it's often. It's like somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, and they're just, oh, I love to go fishing. You got to take me fishing with you sometime. It's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> if I don't have your number in my cell phone, and you come up to me and you tell me that we right. need to go fishing sometime, take a hike, pal. Like honestly. <laughs> Unless, unless you're talking about, like, you're paying for everything. Yeah. Uh, I'll take you then, but... If you're hiring a guide and you need another guy. <laughs> would you go on a guide trip right yeah. now? Or do you, oh, yeah. I like. I would. I, I definitely would. I mean, it's fun to get out there and experience different things. And like I said, sometimes if you're only going to be there for a day or two, it really lessens the learning curve. I mean, sometimes it is fun. If you know you're going to be there for a while and you can, you're bringing your own boat and all that stuff, obviously... It's fun to go out there and try to figure out the bite and do all that stuff. But, heck, yeah, I mean, if I would. I would go on a guide trip on my home body water. Like, I would like to go on a guide trip over at Okaboji. Just just, just see the way that somebody else tackles right. something. Right. You know, like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I would have never thought of that. Or or maybe you think maybe you find out, like, oh, that's what you do. That's what yeah. I do, too. Yep. Now, I, you know, the little bit of reassurance. I feel like there's a lot of people that feel like, well, and A, I mean, if you've got your own boat, you've got your own rods, you've got your own, you know, tackle, I think you're I, not going to spend $500 for reassurance. Right. But sometimes it's nice to hire somebody, not just for the fishing aspect of it, but to go out there. Maybe if you're not very good at electronics. Yep. And somebody's like, I know there's some of these guys that will take people out and do like in electronic seminars with them out on the water they'll take they'll actually like come onto your boat oh that's and, for and sure show you show you like what how, like help you get it set up and do it i think that's a great i think idea. those guys down at the bass tank you know i think right. when you get your boat rigged up at the bass tank you know and you buy your electronics through them like i think they throw somebody in your boat and you're gonna go cruise around for a little while and, and you they're know gonna you, they're you. gonna dial it in for you right. and, you know, it's going to be finely tuned, and you're going to know what those buttons mean, yep. and you're going to, oh, I get it. I think Josh Douglas does that, too. Oh, I believe it. I mean, you'd be stupid not to, really. Right. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that can, you know, they understand how to catch them, you know, but they don't, under, you know, l let's be honest here, like, even me, you know, I... Ten years ago, it was like, you know, I, I, I knew this computer stuff. You know, I knew the cell phone stuff. No, I don't, so, I don't right. know fishing electronics. Like, no, not at all. Like, I. I can do, I can do Vexlar. You know, I, I feel comfortable running my Vexlar in the winter. As far as like my, you know, I've got that little Garmin Striker Four that I had up there in the canoe, and I, you know, I switch that around like on my kayak and whatnot. And then I, I don't know. I bought the boat from you with the electronics. I don't know. What right. do I got on there? A Lowrance Elite 7, I think is what it is. Okay. Lowrance Elite 7. You want to know what? The only thing I know with that is uh, the mapping. Well, right. And, and I mean, I, you know, it has a GPS, so I, you know, hey, I'm, I went in at this boat ramp. You know, I can go back over the same spot where I'm catching fish. And then it tells me the depth, and it tells me the water temperature. <laughs> and outside of that, I don't know any of the features. Right. I don't, like, as far as diving further into the features, I, I'll i mess around with them sometimes. But, you know, I've gotten, I don't have, like, high-priced electronics on my boat. I'm hoping to here pretty soon to add another another one to it. But, yep. I mean, I mean, mine are nice. But I've, I've learned over the last few years how to read them and do better at them. Like, like when I'm fishing smallmouth out deep. Like, 
I just have a Helix 5 up front, and I mean, I've been able to like do what they call video game on there, right, where I right. can see the fish down there, and I can see my drop my line down there, and I can see my lure and seeing the fish coming up to it and stuff like that. So, I've been able to learn that, you know, like schools of panfish and everything. You can see those pretty good, and get on them. But I, but yeah, I could get way better at them. I mean, I need to get way better at them, and I think that's what sometimes separates those guys. Oh, for sure, for, for sure. Like the those really, professional, oh yeah, f- fishermen. Like some of those guys can just just be crazy good at it and mark everything. But again, like we've talked about, it still comes down to being able to get them to bite. Yep. Uh, U.S. and Canada border extended for another month yeah, uh, into July twenty first. I wonder how many like lodges up there are, gonna are going clo- under are going to close down after all this. Well, I mean, it, it's not, you know, this is two years. Right. Two whole entire years, and, and guess what? I mean, the payments are still due. Exactly. You and know, all I, of, and, uh, the vast majority of their income had to come from Oh, the for states. sure. For, absolutely. I so, mean, uh, 90%, 90%. Right. I, I mean, you know, if you're offering fly-in fishing trips or if you're offering, you know, just, just drive up, you know, fishing lodges and whatnot. You know, especially the ones that are, you know, an hour across the border. That's, you know, that's a U.S., you know, everybody from the U.S., you know, if you're, you know, Winnipeg, Manitoba area, you know, uh, I don't know, what do they call it actually, like Northwest Ontario, but it kind of seems like it's down south in Canada. (laughs) I don't, I don't know exactly, but I mean, all that area, I mean, that is, that's the U.S. hotbed. Like that's, you know, I bet you, you drive around there, you know, in the summertime and, Heck, there's more people from the United States there than there is, you know, whatever. And God dang it. Like, I feel so bad for those guys. I mean, that's a. It's definitely impacting them more than what it is us. Yep. I and mean, we're all, we're all complaining that we can't, like, that we don't get to go up there and go fishing and stuff. Like, we don't get to go up yeah, there and spend get our money. Bills. It's like, yeah, just think about that. They're, they're not getting our money. So, yep. yeah, hopefully, whatever. hopefully it can change here pretty, pretty fast after that extension. But, yep. Uh, June 24 and 25 of this coming week, uh, Lake Erie, uh, national walleye tour. And, uh, last October they went to Lake Erie on a three day, uh, tournament because it was their championship and Jason secure it. Yep. Zakir it, uh, weighed 20 or pff, 73 pounds, uh, basically 24 pounds a day. And they say that that, uh, that ain't going to hold a torch to what they're going to do right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to see. That's why it would be fun. We talked about this a few weeks ago about how it would be fun for a three-day tournament. I mean, if these guys are going to be cracking 30 to 40 pounds a day, I mean, it would be kind of cool to see, like, a century club for the walleye tournament. So. I, from what I've read, they say you better be averaging seven to eight, right. you know, a day if if you if you want to compete now. You know, maybe it may be... A little weather will roll through, and that won't be the way it is. But it'd be crazy uh, it to see somebody like that's where you can need close to, be. to fifty pounds a day, right? I mean, you know, and I, I don't think forties. No, forties not. From a, what I've read, and I don't know nothing about that fishery, so I'm not, you know, not an expert by any stretch. But from what I've read, they said you better have seven, eight, nine pounds a day, yeah, average, or, or an average. Fish, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. they blow the doors off of it. I hope so. That's, I mean, that's good for everything. Yeah. That's, you know, that's good for the sport. It's good for the tournament series that, you know, I don't know, showcasing, showcasing the lake. 
it's it's crazy because usually everybody goes out there in like April and May and catches the big walleyes out there at Erie. So I suppose that they're you know them big walleyes got to go somewhere. So, right. You know these cats are gonna find them. I mean, the what they're saying the seven. I mean, guys are catching you know eleven, twelves out there. So it'll be kind of cool to see how many double digit walleyes get caught this weekend. Yep. And Drake Hurd uh, is He's, still in the lead for the Angler of the Year. He's uh, from up Alexandria, Alexandria Minnesota yeah. area, right? Yep. And, uh, yeah, that'd be awfully cool uh, to see him keep going. But I believe the guy in second place is from Ohio. Oh, I don't okay. know. It's like a Highlander or Highlander. Okay. I don't know what his name is for sure. But I think he's from Ohio. I think he considers Erie his home body of water. But, hey, man, all it takes is a couple of the right fish and exactly no big right. deal. So, hopefully that's the way it happens. Uh yeah, I don't know. Matt, you got some good news stories? Good news story of the week would be, um, I had one the other day. I was thinking about it. I got to I gotta write these things down when they pop into my head because as fast as they come, they go just fast. I know how that goes. I know how that goes a lot. Um, I don't know. My good news story uh, this, this past weekend uh, was our town celebration here in Rock Rapids. And uh, um, I don't know, you know, we've, we've got a small town here. 2,500 people, you know, maybe a little bit more than that. And, uh, I don't know the town town's just buzzing. You know, I mean, it, it, there was, there was people everywhere, you know, the fire department had water wars where they, uh, stretch, you know, this cable and they hang a keg from it for the adults and they put it a little bit lower, like with some high powered garden hoses and hung a five gallon pail from it from the little kids. And I mean, it stole the show. I think. I thought Holy I, I was, moly, it was, I told, it was huge. That's what I told somebody. I was like, you know what? Uh, it's fun watching the firemen out there, but I think oh, the little kids were awesome. Right. I think I said, I think not only was it fun to like watch the kids have fun with it, but the firemen were having a blast with it. Oh my I God. Mean, I mean, they're out there. I think the funniest part was the, some of them are out there blasting heaters and drinking, oh, drinking beers. Yeah. There was a lot of beers drinking, <laughs> but, but you that's know, Cordell, you know, Cordell's, he ain't, he ain't going five minutes without blasting. So, I mean, I think that's what makes it, which is so cool. But I mean, there's people lined up and down the road watching it. And something that was cool for me from the teaching aspect of it was some of these kids that don't normally like associate with each other or like, like hang out or talk with each other because not only are they in different grades, like a couple different grades, but here they're out there after they're they're smiling, laughing, and giving each other high fives, telling each other good job after it. Yep. So that was that was pretty awesome. You know, the the cool part to me is, I I knew some of these kids, uh, you know, with having kid, kids of my own that are down around that age, and you know, I I know some of the athletes. You can kind of tell when they come walking out, like, right. you know. And there was sometimes when the little tiny squirt, oh, you right. know, that that you know probably wasn't worth a two at sports was beating the big strong looking right, kid yep. you know and i mean it just all you had to do was have a steady hand and you know not not get into a hurry and get underneath the bucket and god dang it it, it was fun it was I fun mean, it was even fun watching the adults i made the comment to a couple people over on the sideline because you know everybody's always a sideline coach i'm like it's just crazy to think about like they're out there like we're like oh they, this is what they need to do oh you need to do this and stuff like that I mean, I don't think half the people realize that you're getting sprayed from the other way, so you can't really see very well what <laughs> yep. you're trying to do. Yep. And pretty soon the bucket's swaying, that cable's kind of going back and forth. So it's just like, it's and we're at a different angle than what oh, they yeah. are out there. So it's like, it's not as 
it's it's really easy to do it from over here like everything like you yep. know it's like yep. <laughs> i mean well this know. is what i would have done really think, well then do it because you know what we were actually talking next year we should have an adult division that you know aren't firefighters right like, you know i mean just <laughs> yeah honest to goodness uh you know just just regular people you know coming out there like all right you know i don't know you know if, if we could get 24 people from town and you know, I, I think one of the one of the funniest calcutta one of the funniest parts of it too was what the little kids one was after like the time would be up or the one person would win and they'd forget to shut spray their hose everybody. off. <laughs> they'd yep. like turn the hand the hose to somebody and the hose just sprays everybody. Yep, there was a couple so. times where the firefighter that was out there helping got <laughs> yes. and that's good for him. That's, that's right. good for him. They need more of that in their life. What I, and, oh, and the other thing too, you know, like and just to prove like what small town fire departments are like. I mean, you guys were they were in the middle of one of the water wars the one time <laughs> and the George Fire Department got, got a called call, out. Yep. Got called out. So I mean it was just like boom, everything stopped there. They those guys grabbed their stuff, grabbed their gear, and you know took off running to try to get back over there in case they needed help. So I mean, it is it's, it was kind of like it was kind of like the symbol and of the epitome of a small town volunteer rescue, you know, rescue department, fire department that you can be doing anything, yep. and drinking beer, playing sudden, games at one second, and, and all of a sudden, boom, it's, yep. it, it, yep. it gets serious and it's it's time to go. And I mean, you know, the crowd kind of clapped for them when they all yep. took off running and stuff like that. But I mean. You know, you didn't know if they were just going to something where it was like, okay, it was just something right. that they really didn't need them, or if they were going to go to somewhere where they're going to be there for eight or nine hours battling exactly. something. Exactly. Yep. So. Yep. And they're doing it for free, guys. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, I guess mine. Mine would be. Uh, there's. I've seen over the internet a couple times here this last week uh, that a couple of people have gotten equipment stolen again. God and, dang it! And people have kind of come forward and given out a bunch of stuff and helped them you know yep. kind of restock on everything so just kind of like the fishing community coming together and you, it's you, always you start up a it. gofundme or or you know just just a hey venmo such and such you know whatever it's pretty amazing how how fast you right. know if, if everyone throws in five bucks you you get people's gear back pretty fast yeah so that's always neat to see when you're scrolling through your timeline and see something like that happen. absolutely so absolutely Alrighty, well, I guess uh, well, that just I guess my other my Uh-oh, other good he's one. He's got I, another one. I he's got I another get, one. So gotta, it must be good. Well, I'm just thinking about scrolling through scrolling through my timeline on Facebook. I got to give Two Picks Hicks a shout out oh. for his Father's Day outfit. Yeah, it's looking good. Looking I mean, good. He had the New Balances, the the crew socks. We the probably should have just randomly and... called Two Picks Hicks on this episode. We're gonna one do of these it. episodes, We're we are calling it. Two Picks Hicks. Just to, just cold calling him. Just to see how things in Red Iowa we're gonna are start, going. Yeah, we're going to start 67 the number and yep. probably offer him an extended car warranty. And if he doesn't take it, well, so sorry, pal. <laughs> That's it. That is episode 128. Uh, we'll see you next week on episode 129. Uh, with baseball right now, I mean, my schedule is pretty crazy. Grady's got baseball games, whatever, but... We are going to try to get we've, – we've got a couple anglers that me and Matt have talked about that uh, we're going to try to get on here in the next week or two. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we're going to be coming back next week with an interview. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>